ladies. Welcome. I'm your host, Rebecca Tabert Contreras. And in this episode, ladies, we are going to talk about why you should not ditch the scale. But I do know that the scale number can be something that is very defeating for some of you. And I'm going to explain to you, one, I have 100% been there. So by the end of this episode, I want you to be released, find a new level of freedom when it comes to the scale and know the power that the scale has to work for you when we can choose to let go of the negative emotions that you might have associated with the scale. So with that, let's jump right in. I will tell you that I hear quite often, don't look at the scale, go by how your clothes are fitting, uh, how your progress pics are are turning out, or avoid the scale because it's the negative emotion, all the things. And I will also tell you that at one point in my career, I never said ditch the scale completely, but I didn't encourage women to weigh themselves as often as I do now, and I didn't emphasize it as much as I do now, because when we know better, we do better. And two things happened that prompted me to, I, the clients I work with, I encourage them to weigh themselves daily. I know, bear with me, this is super important for you to hear this, because Don't tune me out with that. You'll miss out on the reasons why it can be powerful and how you can use it to your advantage to reach your long-term goals. Fair enough? So I encourage my clients to be daily. And the reason or or how that came about is actually twofold. One, maybe two years ago, I'm not great with timing. I know I say that all the time. Maybe it was even three years ago. I started working with Dr. Trevor Cashy, who explained how the scale weight becomes a point of data. It becomes a tool that we get to use to really identify what is working for us and what is working against us. The second is that I, at one point in time over the last several years, had this realization that when fitness professionals, coaches, your your aunt, your mother, whoever, tells us to not worry about the scale, based on the assumption that it bothers us, that it upsets us, that it makes us feel defeated, by saying don't use the scale or ditch the scale, we're avoiding the core issue that brings up the negative emotion associated with the number we're seeing. Let me say that again. When we avoid the scale, we are teaching ourselves to avoid the emotion and not address the core issue that is prompting that negative reaction to the number that we're seeing. So let's talk about both of those today. First of all, I understand that seeing a number can be incredibly hard, and I'm not making light of that at all. I've had issues with the number on the scale in the past, and it's always relative, ladies. So whether you're 300 pounds or you're 160 pounds or 150 pounds, if you aren't where you want to be, that scale can feel daunting until you learn this new perspective and how it can empower you. So I will tell you that I've had seasons in my life where the scale felt very defeating to me and overwhelming. I will tell you that I have had clients that had very real anxiety attacks when it came to getting on the scale until I taught them to 
have a different belief about the scale, right? Let's start with the belief. What I have seen based on my experience and having coached so many women over the last 12 years is that when we have a negative reaction to the scale, a lot of times it's because we've associated the scale with our value or our worth, or it brings up to mind that we're not where we used to be, or we tell ourselves we're clearly not where we should be, or we hate the number and somehow feel like that number is going to be plastered on our forehead for everyone else to see. And it does represent a lot of negativity, a lot of stress for us. Sometimes it might be trauma, and I I get that, and I'm not necessarily going to address trauma-related issues today. However, when we start to work on that belief, we then get a better understanding and we get to, it's another block in building a foundation of strength on knowledge and awareness. Whereas when we follow the mantra, ditch the scale, which I hear so many people saying still today, and again, I 100% get it, when you know better, you do better. But when we ditch the scale, what we're teaching ourselves is to avoid what is hard, to avoid what is difficult, to avoid the emotion that is associated with it, rather than recognizing the emotion, dealing with it, and getting real with ourselves about the source and what we're going to choose to do about it. Make sense? And... When we do what might seem to be small and doing the hard work related to the emotional response we might feel at the scale, that again is building that muscle of teaching ourselves to not avoid, to not hide, but to look at negative emotions or look at our beliefs and identify whether they align with our highest good. And if they don't, we get to choose to replace them with thoughts and beliefs that are for our highest good. So again, one of the things that I teach throughout my coaching programs with my clients is becoming a student of our mind and body. And this again comes to play in this factor. It doesn't happen overnight, but with time, you start to recognize the thoughts that aren't serving you related to the scale, and then choose to focus on thoughts that are going to empower you. And when you're going through this process, you get to learn to look at those thoughts and those beliefs objectively. You're just noticing, okay, when I go to the the reason I don't like the scale is because I feel fat, is because I feel like I've gone so far off the rails, is because I feel like I continually fail in this aspect of life. Noticing the thoughts and then deciding differently. Deciding that might have been my story, it's not going to be my story. Deciding I'm getting real with myself so that I can take action and show up for myself realizing I might have struggled in this aspect of life, I might have 
lost the 20, 30, 50 pounds only to find it again. I might have done that multiple times, but this time I'm choosing to stand for myself. I have my back. I choose to believe in myself. I'm going to get the right tools, the right resources, whatever I need to make a new reality. Once you start, and again, that's only a snippet of what I can go into in this you know, pocket coaching. I want to keep today's short. But the understanding that it is not something to be avoided, right? It is something to be addressed to build your strength, to build your power, to build your momentum to get the long-term goals. You never get true transformational results by avoiding an elephant in the room. Make sense? Now, one of the things that, another thing that I teach in our programs is that it is just a data factor. And as hard as it might seem to believe that from where you are, it truly is not, the number doesn't define you. You don't wear it on your forehead. It's not a reflection of your value or your worth. It is simply a number that is one of the data factors for where you're at now in this moment. And you get to choose where you're going to be in the future. And when we do that, I encourage my clients to wait on a daily basis because of the fact, in addition to tracking other data factors, measurements, progress pictures. Progress pictures are incredibly powerful and underrated. Again, it might be a topic where you're like, it brings up a negative emotion for you because you have all the before pictures and not the successful where you want to be end pictures, right? Or where you are now pictures, right? And I get that also. But there's power in each data factor for different reasons. And in addition to that, you learn to celebrate habitual wins, not the end result, right? When we focus and we track the habits that we are choosing to implement, when we celebrate ourselves for having a successful week in our habits, the results catch up. In the meantime, the data factor of knowing and your weight on a daily basis becomes a tool that you get to use. One of the analogies that stood out to me when I was working with Dr. when Dr. Trevor Cashy originally explained this to me is that if you are only weighing periodically, like for example, for a long time, even me as a coach, I had clients weighing once a week. The challenge is, is that you don't know what's happened in between. So for example, if you are weighing, let's say Monday morning, every Monday morning, you could do phenomenal on plan, managing your foods, managing your stress, managing your sleep, getting all your water in, you've made all your workouts, and then either you had an off day on the weekend, maybe you overdid it at a lunch or a dinner, or maybe that turned into an entire day, and then you only weigh that next Monday you have no concept and no affirmation of the work that you've put in throughout the week. And or, and this has been true for me over the most recent years, you could have a sensitivity to a food that you're not aware with, aware of. So maybe you were spot on on all the things that I described, right? Because it's not any one thing that contributes. It's your food choices, it's your sleep, it's your stress management, it's your movement, it is your um, 
Did I say water already? <laughs> so there's many factors that will lead to you supporting your ideal sustainable results. And maybe you've done all of those things for all seven days. And yet on Sunday, you have a food that you've had in your plan or you've had as part of your overall lifestyle plan because it is seemingly healthy, but now your body is responding differently to it and that food is causing inflammation. So now you get on the scale on Monday and wow, do you feel deflated and defeated because it looks like you have little to no progress from all the hard work you've done throughout the week, right? Whereas when you are weighing daily and you are also monitoring other factors, you get to become that observer, your own scientist, if you will, in that, I well, maybe scientist isn't the right word, researcher. Uh, forgive me for those of you that are in the medical field. I think I just used the wrong term, but you have grace and you understanding for what I'm saying. You get to become that researcher of, okay, Monday, my weight is... 175, whatever it is. Tuesday, 175, whatever it is. It does take time for you to see progress and all that kind of stuff. You see a few ounces down on Wednesday and a few more ounces down on Thursday, Friday, whatever the case may be. And then all of a sudden on Saturday, it shoots up two pounds. And you're like, wow, what happened? So then you get to look at the day before, two days before, and you get to ask yourself, did I not get enough sleep? Have I not gotten all my water in? Did I integrate something different into my the food choices that I'm having right now? Uh, did I not did I not get enough movement in for the amount of volume of food that I was taking in? And you get to be your own student of what's happening with your body so that you can better discern what is working for you and what is not working for you. Make sense? And when we start looking at the scale and other data factors from that perspective of just that, see, now it's become such a habit for me that I'm already using the language, is that it's just data. It doesn't define us. But when we get real with the data, whether it be your scale weight, your measurements, the size that you're in, your pictures, a lot of women avoid pictures because they don't like what they see. I get it 100%. But avoiding it is not going to get you to where you want to be. So I encourage you to get real from a position of the love and the grace that God gives you, from the love and the grace and the compassion that you would want for your daughter, your sister, your granddaughter, whoever that is to you, that other female in your life that you love and you adore and you want her to be speaking praises over herself and you want her to see how amazing she is and you want her to focus on and believe in and believe for everything God has for her. Use that lens to get real with yourself about where you are at, right? Truth in love. Truth in identifying where you're at. Grace and love in for yourself as you work out the process for you to become all that God has for you, for you to be able to experience and then become all that God has for you. As I've said in the past, and I'll say again, 
I do believe that staying stuck with the extra weight, staying stuck with feeling uncomfortable in our bodies, playing is what leads women to play smaller than what they are called. Even that this is even true for women that are highly successful in business and families and all the things when there is this aspect of life where it's been a battle, it's been a struggle, even though they've seen amazing success in your business that you're building or your family or your community or your church, you've seen amazing success in that when you're struggling with your weight, when you're struggling with feeling uncomfortable in your body, when you're struggling because you just feel tired and um, lack focus or energy, or you don't have that intimacy with your spouse that you once had or that you really, really crave because you're hiding, you're playing small or in your business as amazing and as it's been and the success that you've built, you've got more in you and you know that, but the either the emotional feeling of not feeling good or the physical, not those days where you just feel frumpy or uncomfortable with how you're fitting in your clothes and you tend to be more reserved or you're not doing quite as much as you know you would be doing in terms of how you are showing up if you actually felt good, if you felt that level of greater confidence, if you felt that level of energy and just radiance, not by having a perfect body, but by knowing that you're caring for the body that you have, knowing that you're fueling it with good foods that fuel health and well-being, knowing that you're optimizing your health. Because like I say, we cannot give our best if we are not at our best. So we have to flip the paradigm and stop the stigma that making time for yourself and investing in yourself for your own self-care and well-being it is not the stigma is that it's selfish. It is the most selfless or the most giving thing that you can do because one, God calls us to it. God calls us to honor Him in mind and body. We are His temple, but also it is what unlocks that new level of or next level of experience and giving in God's greatest purpose for you because you have the right vessel. You have that optimized vessel to be able to receive it, know it, experience, and then give it out. So I hope that this really short pocket coaching session was helpful to you. And I hope that you are encouraged to, again, don't ditch the scale, manage the emotion related to the scale and be empowered to use it as a tool. And of course, if you aren't sure how and you're a female Christian leader that has 30 pounds or more to lose and you are ready, you just don't know quite how, then reach out, go to RebeccaTabert.com forward slash Kingdom Fit Academy. You'll be prompted to schedule a call with me and we'll just chat, talk more about your goals and decide what is the next best step for you. Maybe it's Kingdom Fit Academy. Maybe it's not yet the right fit for you or not quite the right fit for you. And maybe there's another solution for you. Either way, by the end of the call, the goal is for you to be equipped and empowered to have a next step, to have direction, to have encouragement, because you are created on purpose with a unique 
and greater purpose. And you are not going to let the enemy have any tool or weapon that he is using to keep you playing small, right? Amen and amen. Love you guys. As always, if this was helpful, please like, comment, and share or write a review on the um, iTunes app or share it on social media. You can also connect with us as a community in the Female Christian Leaders community on Facebook. I would love to see you there. Talk soon. Bye.